0: how you doing guys this is the new two minutes for chatting podcast um i am sam and with me is oh sorry you want you want me to jump in okay. i do want you to jump in that bit yeah um i'm Stephen. i might even keep that bit in the edit actually uh so basically <laughs> uh, this is a new podcast that we've put together just because podcasts are the cool thing to do at the moment. Uh but really we want to just have something we're talking but about sport, which is basically a common interest for both of us, and then some other stuff that comes up and that we find interesting, I think that's the plan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. We'll just kinda talk a lot of nonsense probably, so um whether it be about sport or kinda anything else that kinda
0: takes our fancy. Yeah, so I suppose a wee bit of background, we met uh, as friends at uh, Holyrood Secondary School, which is in the south side of Glasgow, for all you overseas listeners. Um, <laughs> it's it's a pretty big school, but it produced a lot of decent guys, I have to say. Um, massive school. Yeah, massive school. Yeah. Uh, so we've kind of stayed friends just with a, a group of, a bunch of people. And, uh, yeah, we just thought this would be a good thing to do. Come on, talk nonsense about stuff we enjoy and whatever. So see how it goes.
1: Yeah, agreed. And no doubt, probably, at some point, some of those guys will be on the podcast as well, talking absolute drivel.
0: Yep, absolutely. We've got a variety of people who we hope to get on. We've got... Um, People who enjoy reading books. (laughs) Uh, We've got a lot of these are inside jokes, but might kind of become apparent as we go along. We've got a party thistle fans. We've got Queens Park fans. Yeah. I've not really got a Scottish team myself. I'm an Everton fan, and you, you're a big Celtic man yourself. Good
1: Celtic man, aye. Funny, like, well, I guess because it was a Catholic school, but I mean, not not one of us, obviously taking take a a shine to Rangers, but
0: yeah, I mean, it was just to put a bit of context. It was Holyhead Secondary. I don't know if I'd already said that, but yeah, it was mainly dominated by Celtic fans, and basically, you knew who the Rangers fans were. I think you could say that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think that's fair.
0: Um, yeah, so, right, what are we are going to do on this? Because I don't want to talk for ages and more people, but what we're probably going to do, so obviously one of the main shared things we enjoy is ice hockey, specifically Brayhead clan. So we're going to talk a fair bit about that, what's going on there, uh, what our thoughts are, because it's pretty interesting. Uh, but football stuff, as we've said, kind of current sport affairs, I suppose, and then just generally a bit of nonsense, whatever, whatever we fancy.
1: Yeah, I think like if, if anyone does, kinda listen to this? Then we would kind of urge you to can I get in touch with us about current affairs or kind of sport
0: and stuff that you want us to talk about? We'll be Probably more than happy to do so. If M D does actually listen, it's an absolute miracle. So, well, yeah. That's... Anyway, I think I think we'll enjoy listening back to it anyway. So, that's true. Uh, anyway, right, we might as well get going with a wee bit of Brayhead Clan stuff. So, obviously, there are other media outlets out there, um, and we're just going to put our own spin on things and what we think about stuff. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. We just kinda we just kinda jump in with the, the kinda main
0: the main breaking news as it were. Yep, absolutely. Um so basically, right. In terms of the season so far for Brayhead Clan, uh out of ten it's probably been I would say less than five. Just a bit just a bit like their winning percentage at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It's definitely kind of one of the worst, although, well, obviously the club's only been going for eight years, but this is kind of definitely up there with the worst,
0: I would say. Yeah, so I've been going probably for about uh, four or five seasons, I would say. The first one I remember was 2013-14, probably. Eh... Uh, that's the first one I really remember games from, really. So that was your sorta of Ed McGrain, Joe Champagne
1: year. Ed McGrain,
0: Joe Champagne. Yeah, one of the best songs for sure.
1: <laughs> what was your what was your first game?
0: No idea, I don't really remember. I've got a picture from a Dundee game. Right, okay. Uh, and I remember I remember their shirts. They've always had pretty cool shirts, I have to say. Pretty cool jerseys. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh they were one of they were my first or maybe one of my first games. Uh but yourself?
1: Uh I believe it was again <laughs> it was against the whole stingrays in season one. I, I think it was anyway. I can't be too sure but
0: Yep, so the whole Stingrays for any non- hockey fans uh, don't exist anymore uh, they've been kind of replaced in the league by Manchester now a couple of new teams as well but oh, we're always a, a good team to watch I remember they put Klan out of the playoffs in that quarter final well, uh, Omar done. Pasha one of my favourite guys I have to say uh, I've one one liked, the speakers, yeah. yeah, I've always liked Omar Pasha that was his. Yeah. that was his boys then. He always does. He always kind
1: of picks teams that are kind of like I don't know if he picks them, but teams that kind of seem to be struggling and kind of looks to kind of bring in guys a kind of cheaper option. Um, but you know, players that seem to work well together
0: and yeah, nice. No, he's a very likable guy. Uh, Omar and I kind of. I don't mind Dundee either. There's something kind of cool about Dundee. I don't really know what that is.
1: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Maybe it's that.
0: Maybe it's the black
1: and red shirts that they had.
0: Maybe, yeah. And he was obviously at Manchester before that, coming in, and starting that club up. Uh, Derek Rail down there at one point. Yeah, Derek Rail.
1: Um, obviously, this season, kind there's been an, an influx of fan uh, players.
0: Yeah, so obviously the the clan coach, Ryan Finnerty from last year moved down to Manchester uh, I don't know if that was a kind of mutual consent decision thing, I don't really know but uh, he took you'd have to say a few of our best players <laughs> at the time, you have to say that you'd be delighted to hear that Scott Pitt wasn't going Scott Pitt had taken a move to Slovakia, I think it was. Yeah. Breathing a sigh of relief there, only for him to turn up a few weeks later, but players are loyal to the coach, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well that kinda that kinda follows on to our next kind point, which was basically Bred today announced the signing of um forgive my pronunciation, but Felix Antoine Poulin, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Not bad. We'll have to go our French correspondent into Poulin <laughs> to have a check of that. Yeah, no, so Felix uh, from, from Scott Pitt's former club, from Scott Pitt's former club, yes. Uh, Zelina, yep, in Slovakia. Um, he was one that I, obviously everyone took note of last year, I would say, playing for Dundee. Yeah, I would probably say. Just looking at his stats, he came from East Coast League in Alaska. Uh, But he just was a really offensive uh, D-man. And that's, I think, something that, well, I was going to say that clan need, I suppose, they kind of do. You've got Burt, who's definitely come onto a game. But...
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That poses (laughs) an interesting question actually when you look at Clans roster, they've now got uh, if you take Griefson out of the equation, they've got seven defencemen. Yeah. So right. something's got to give there.
1: Definitely kinda begs the question. Do you like do you think somebody's on their way out potentially? I don't know what the scenario is there.
0: Potentially, yeah. Because um, 'cause you're looking at you're looking at probably I don't know, there's it's not you've got uh, Bjorklund, I'd say, who I've been... I quite like Bjorklund. Uh, he's a pretty classy player, I would say. He uh, played for Sheffield last year for a good chunk of the season, but you could tell he's he's got pretty good hockey IQ, as they say.
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I like Bjorklund as well. Um, I think Descons um, kind of obviously... Played with Pullan last season, um, yep. Dundee. So those two. Yeah, move. he's pre-
0: pretty steady. Although notably, giving away a couple of daft penalties in <laughs> games. You've got five. I think he gave away the one of the two penalties in overtime to create the the five on three. Right. In a game that, uh, from all accounts, could have gone clans' way not so much on the Sunday, but he's yeah. pretty steady, but he's not, he doesn't light up light up the team, I wouldn't say. True, uh,
1: True. but I mean, I don't know, I guess you kind of need players like that, they just kind of, they don't kind of stand out as much, or maybe they they do for the wrong reasons if they're taking stupid penalties, but um,
0: Yeah, no, you need, you need a couple of couple of state home guys I think that's what uh, Michael Gutwald has come in and done he's been really impressive and that's another thing where you've got a guy coming in you know after the start of the season there was anything about him but turned up and done really well young guy as well, 24 he'd be one I think I would look to be keeping for next year. If you are talking about that, uh, there is a plan for next year, uh, which, uh, depending on obviously the situation with the playoffs and things, how we get on there, but we'll come to that probably.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. The book kind of come back to like players currently that you would we kind of keep at the plan for next season, um, and then maybe kind of revisit it. Towards the end of the season, yeah, yeah, and see if we feel changed, the same.
0: Way. Yeah, because obviously we've started more than halfway through the season here. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> picked a good time to start
0: this. Yeah, but. exactly. Um, you've got Oz the next one up. Um, I think I remember, well, certainly started pretty notably. Some of his performances maybe dropped off a wee bit, but. Started to score a couple of goals recently, I noticed. Definitely got a good shot. Likes a wee... Likes a wee Yeah, thing. I don't...
1: <laughs> yeah, although he, he kind of he cut that out of his game. Like, when he came in, he was kind of... I guess, because probably we, we didn't have a full roster at the time. He was kind of kind of the guy who took a lot of the burden with being the sort of enforcer, yeah. I guess, if you want to call yeah. it that but... Um yeah, he's kind of quieting down a wee bit. Um yeah.
0: But he's certainly you can so, see that they're kinda of relying on that shot a bit more in the power play and things like that. Uh yeah. Uh he's I think yeah, he scored against Manchester, didn't he? On the I think if you got the five one three goal. Uh oh, yeah, I really think a decent shot, but no he's not I mean he's not Someday that I'd say, oh, we definitely need back. But again, there's not yeah, that much that there is to really dislike that I can remember. To be honest, yeah, yeah. it's just in uh-huh. general the defensive unit in general was not was not good at the start of the year. It's a bit better now, but in patches,
1: yeah, I, I think it is a bit better now. But I mean. We were we were both at the Manchester game at the weekend, um, and just the amount of shots that Ryan Nice having to save on a, a, a well, every game pretty yeah. much, um, is definitely a lot more than what you would what you would it like. It was
0: bought with the intention of facing shots, but I'm not sure you necessarily want to rely on somebody being able to face that many shots. I think obviously the coach. John Tripp has said that he obviously would prefer not to face that many shots, as you would that's a that's a given, but he's uh, yeah he's faced a lot of shots
1: yeah he has I think well obviously I think that's why John Tripps brought him in because he knows that he can face yeah per of- game um,
0: yeah. it was kind of ironic though I guess that you'd you'd build your team around the defence but then bringing a keeper you know can face a lot of shots yeah just
1: something didn't really quite add up when he said that I have to admit
0: but uh, yeah so. in terms of the new guy
1: um, I don't know I, I don't know I felt like although he's a good signing and stuff I, I felt like we kind of need someone that's going to uh, like basically a sniper somebody that they can just put away shorts. yeah
0: really because somebody that would wear like number 61 or something like that <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that in an ideal scenario Um but may- maybe that's why they brought um pillar in because obviously he's played with Scott Pitt so he might have a word with him yeah get him
0: back in halfway through the season bring him yeah I know well he'll certainly get more goals in the back end anyway Um Just quickly touching on, we'll come back to the forwards in a second, but just Clans' position in the league in general. Uh, You're looking at 8th at the moment, sitting in 8th, having played, um, and obviously the top 8 teams are the ones that qualify for the playoffs. Uh, Used to be 10 teams last year, it's now 12, the addition of Milton Keynes and uh, Guilford to have to say, they've both done pretty well for first year teams.
1: Yeah, In the league, no,
0: especially Guildford. Really impressed with some of the, uh, some of the stuff they play with. Uh, I
1: was I was a bit surprised actually because I thought Milton Keynes would have been the yeah a wee bit yeah yeah part of the season just kind of looking at the rosters I felt like Milton Keynes would have been the one. ...kind uh, of maybe not making a push for the league, but sort of definitely upsetting, sort of perhaps top five-ish, I guess if you can I say, like obviously you're Sheffield, Northampton, Belfast, Cardiff. Um, but I reckon, you know, they could have been up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But no, it's Guildford that are currently sitting fourth. Uh, fourth. Fourth at the moment, yeah, yeah.
1: When are five fife? Are fife for
0: third with yeah, third. Fife or eight points behind Cardiff with three games in hand. Two uh three behind Belfast with four games in hand. So <laughs> looking at fife as much as it pains. Pains <laughs> us to say. True, but I guess like well for me anyway, I, I
1: would I would rather see Fife do well than you know, like your Sheffields and your Cardiffs again. Although I guess Cardiff are kinda kinda similar to us in a way, like same well, similar kinda number of fans.
0: Yeah, they're Cardiff are less Sheffieldy. Aye. Than Sheffield. More than <laughs> Yeah. I don't even mind Belfast either. Belfast kinda don't mind them. I don't mind yeah. Belfast, yeah. But yeah, so it's looking it's looking tough for that 8th that place um, it's between ourselves, Coventry Milton Keynes and Dundee really because you're looking at a you're looking at a 3 point sorry, more than that, 7 points behind Nottingham who are in 7th having played 3 games less than Klan so I think that gap already is too big
1: yeah it's not was, it's not even- it's not good news really for us Um, so it's
0: between between the four four teams there and uh, yeah that's what it's going to be a battle for that position to probably play Cardiff and you'd put Cardiff as favourite heavy favourites to beat any of those four anyway so
1: especially us because we're absolutely useless in the playoffs so well absolutely yeah
0: but then maybe that was a Ryan Finley thing so Spot on, yeah, you never know. Might win it. Might win it on trip. Need to get there first.
1: Well, this is in my mind. Did you see the video on uh, Twitter about Ryan Finney shouting at the uh, Edinburgh owner? This,
0: this is about... Yeah, yeah, this is about... Because I heard he'd had to apologise about this. This is about the goal line tech. Oh, was that what it was about? Right. So, Edinburgh apparently, well people are saying for a few weeks but apparently didn't have goal line technology available and I actually saw the saw the goal in the highlights Right uh, and uh, it was yeah, it was a perfectly good goal I think that was to take them 4-3 up at the time, in a game they ended up losing and then uh, obviously that's Edinburgh's first win in about 10,000 games <laughs> uh, <laughs> So no, I wasn't happy about that because I think obviously if they'd looked at that it's, it's a goal and you're up in the third period with, and you saw how well they closed out a game against us.
1: Yeah, no, that's true but then, I mean, is it down to them or is it down to the fact that we can't really play for three periods? True, third period collapse. Third period collapse, although having said that, we did beat Dundee on Sunday.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Seven three victory two new two goals for the new guy who is also gonna come on to when we talk about the forwards yeah Mr Lapine. uh just dive right in. dive right in uh so during the week uh last week wasn't it I think yeah, aye. and then signing probably due to injuries, which they've got a few of now. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed Robert Lapine is a 25 year old Canadian centre from eh uh, Ontario like I know all my Canadian geography we need Kevin for that for some geography knowledge we do yeah draw a map eh uh, draw a map for us or you know Somebody else who would picture a map, <laughs> uh, picture a map in their head. Even that's true, yeah. But no, he he came in didn't really didn't really see much too much from against Manchester, but that's to be expected if you just come off a plane the day before. I think from all accounts, yeah, I think so. And
1: uh, you know, I arrived on Friday morning,
0: then getting two goals against Dundee on Sunday playing with I think Doty, maybe Brace on a line with those two maybe.
1: Yeah I think it will uh, remember those two from the from the highlights anyway.
0: Yeah um, certainly one of the goals I remember seeing was a, a good play behind the net and he was just there to, to put it home so I think if he settles in again could be another good find Yeah. And you can never complain about that, it's like Mike Hammond last year, who's now doing really well at Manchester. Top point scorer in the league, my Signed from absolutely nowhere. And uh, does really well, so I don't know. You're never, you're never sure what to believe when you hear coaches talking about the market being dry for players and that sort of stuff. you have got to be out yeah. there, but it depends if you're trying to, trying to scout Trying to scout a sort of Sidney Crosby rather than looking for a a good young player, I guess that's back to what Pasha does a wee bit. He's quite good at that. It seems to be a good one for picking up young players, as well yeah. as as well as Mark Lefebvre, who was Dundee coach last year. He's now and got an assistant coach. and know, he put together a great Dundee team last year. Obviously, that's where pool come from. But yeah, he did. Yeah, dear. Yeah, Farinas, your Scarcella, although he came from Manchester, but still to get him I think a lot of teams would have would have wanted him in their their lineup.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think um obviously Leferro tweeted earlier on, given the seal of approval for Poulin, so
0: Yeah, I think there's no doubt. No doubt he's a good good pickup probably other teams looking at him as well.
1: Yeah, probably. Um but you know, we do like obviously there's been a there's a couple of injuries now, um to Ryan Petulney and now Tyler Shattuck and Tyler Schofield now. So we are a bit yep. shorthanded. Um
0: Yeah. I'd say the biggest of those blows potentially Schofield, but then Petulney as well was coming on to the game. Yeah. And obviously with somebody with a, a CV like that, it's got to be a pretty good player and I think he was starting to show some good stuff because he was playing with Schofield and uh, Brooks I think oh was he? as far as I know I think so yeah yeah I think he was playing was uh, that not I, I
1: think, think he was was that the Florida that ever no uh, uh, it just seems to be at every sort so, um, of important play that Florida yeah definitely at one point in that. He, yeah. he
0: was, I think he was in the line with Schofield and Brooks on the wings. Right, okay. Uh, but, I mean, those two have continued on well, but Schofield injured for a few weeks, shat up for a few weeks, so definitely did need players. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, with the Tanaka being there as well, but nobody really sure if he's playing. Isn't he playing? But or even I'm, sure
1: how to pronounce his first name. Yeah,
0: sure how to pronounce, yeah. I think it's is it Kale.
1: I think it's Kale, but I just always assumed it was Callie for some reason. I yeah.
0: Well, I don't know why that is, but. Maybe we we'll need to get him on the show and ask him. <laughs> uh, as if that would ever happen, but. See what we can do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a couple of new signings for the clan. Um, I guess we could just have a look at the fixtures coming up. In the league this year. Uh, this, this weekend, sorry. Yeah, sure. And uh,
1: So obviously there's, there's Edinburgh on Saturday night.
0: Edinburgh on Saturday night, yep. You would like to think, as I get me. You would like to think, certainly at home as well. Uh, having been to Edinburgh a couple of times, even this year, they play pretty well in that in. Murrayfield has to be said, that's never an easy one. Uh, but at home, at home, you would like to think, you would like to think we'd get two points there, especially with yeah, Poulain coming in. and but saying that they've obviously got that that first win in fifteen, so they've bit of confidence. But they're playing kind of, I think, short handed and. They've got some good players, obviously Vorobyev. I really like; is a good player. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they are... yeah.
1: scored last season, is that right?
0: In one in
1: one game, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, but they've got kind of unorthodox, unpredictable sort of team. But you like to think that we'll take the two points there.
1: You would, you would certainly hope so. Um, and judging by the way. The way we played on Sunday night, it seemed to be a bit more like everyone was playing as part of a team kind of thing.
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Just judging by the the highlights. And obviously uh, you can't take too much away from that, but um, it definitely appeared that way.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it always seems like beginning to play really well and then you get another... Ten nil pumping or whatever it is, and stopped in their tracks. But uh, there's another game against Dundee away on Sunday. Uh, and again, I mean, going into this Sunday's game there, I wouldn't have said it was a hundred percent that Clan were going to win that. In fact, Dundee had been good form at home.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, I was definitely surprised. By the result last week. um, But you know, if they can put on a, a similar performance, then who's to say we can't beat them again?
0: Yep. And uh, they lost Riley Stadel to injury, I see, Dundee. Oh, did they? He's one of their best. I think it was uh, during the fight with Oslansky. Oh, right. Okay. He's out for four to six weeks with a hand injury, so. I mean Dundee have hardly got any players as it is, yeah. so they've been doing really well. Uh, but he's, I would say, one of their best. Uh, and I think they've still got Chris Lawrence injured, who you would have said would do really well for them. Yeah,
1: definitely from the start of the season, anyway. He was kind of, he was kind of a big signing for for Dundee.
0: Yeah. So see, but again, you'd like to think that's four points. Possibly, but then... It's certainly needed it's a needed four points, especially against Dundee. Take the two off them who are in contention for that eighth.
1: Yeah. Arguably that's your kinda of, well, obviously you want to win every game, but if you kinda uh, if you if you're beating the other teams that are around are about you then
0: Yeah. And they'll be keeping an eye out on those results as well. And on that on that note you've got uh, Coventry are away to Belfast. Who are doing really well at the moment, actually? On Friday night. So, oh yeah, um, they're playing three three games in three days. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they've they had that huge away run run of away games at the start of the year because the arena was being used for other things, and now I think they've only got a handful of away games left to play the rest of the season. So playing at home is a huge advantage for them. Yeah. Uh, Coventry played well to beat Fife, That was a surprise on Sunday. Got some good players. Yeah. they can do
1: that. They are kind of they are a bit like Brayhead in that way, where they kind of well, definitely from this season anyway. They can just kind of
0: yeah, one night I mean, then... a player like Valorant, who's right up there, in the yeah, scorers, he's really dangerous. Basically any time
1: he plays bread, you just know that he's gonna score or at least get at least get an assist. Yep. You know, there's definitely a point a game. And
0: then you've got Fife, Pfeiffer, ex Pfeiffer, Ryan Dingle as well playing for them, quite like him as a player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're dangerous. I fancy Belfast to win that one though. Um on Friday.
1: Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. Um I just think the obviously three games in, in three days and I think the first one being an away trip to Belfast it's kinda it's a lot of travelling um for Coventry. Obviously they're playing
0: them Yeah, yeah, playing them two nights, but I think uh, Manchester will be hoping that they get a tired Coventry on Sunday. Yeah. Um so, what else have we got on Saturday? We've got Sheffield, home to Guildford. As I've said, I quite like Guildford. I really like um, Cali Akarid, defenceman that plays for Guildford. Yeah. He's uh, got an unbelievable shot. And he's Does. kind of gone under the radar in terms of they've picked him up along with some other really good players, actually. But I think other teams are going to be looking at him next year.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would agree He's, with that. I think um, who else have they got they've got Callie Acarad, John Dunbar
0: who's John Dunbar, yeah.
1: Top point scorer. He's a great player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Akarid's scored fourteen times with thirty three assists in thirty four games <laughs> for four forty seven points. That I mean so, that's, absolutely that's incredible for a D man, isn't it? That's not too far off a point and a half a game. Yeah. Um, no, so I like watching him on highlights and stuff when I see it. They really set him up for his shot kind of kinda quarterbacks to power plays they say. Um a bit like I think Poolan actually will yeah. be. I expect him to be quite similar to that. Uh, Guilford have also got Jesse Craig, who's quite highly rated defenseman as well.
1: Yeah, again he's provided quite a lot of assists this season as well.
0: Yeah, he's got thirty seven assists in thirty four games. Yeah. But yeah, so in terms of that that fixture that's tough for Sheffield, but I think at home they're certainly a lot stronger. I think they might just Guildford have got a lot of their um sort of heavily loaded first couple of lines, but not the same depth as Sheffield have got. Yeah. So Uh well, I mean
1: Sheffield's run on six lines every year it seems like.
0: Yeah, no exactly. So I think they might they might just they might just sneak that one, but you never know. Uh you never know with that one. Are you Are uh, you going to Sheffield for that one? I'm gonna take Sheffield for that, yeah. Okay. So Belfast on Friday, I'm gonna take Sheffield in that one.
1: I think I'm gonna go Guildford.
0: Right. Should start putting money on this, <laughs> and then people can people can pull us up for being totally wrong.
1: Aye, or right. if MD wants to, can I keep track of keep track of these as well. It'd be interesting to find out.
0: Exactly, because I'm not gonna do the predictions although we probably should. Maybe we will when this becomes global. Uh, obviously, we've touched on Clan against Caps, uh, Manchester against Milton Keynes. Manchester are probably looking, a bit of both ways in terms of league table because they want to be up. They certainly started really well mm-hmm. in the league. Still want to be up there. But they don't want to be dragged into the eighth place dogfight, and I suppose a win for Milton Keynes there would would do that. But at home, Manchester tough to play.
1: Yeah, they are, and obviously they've got our top our top lines from last year. So um, again, just kind of racking up the points again this season. So
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Um, no, they'll yeah. definitely be they'll be hard to beat. Um, yeah, I would say so. I would take my chest on that one.
0: Milton Keynes, I've obviously got Mika Weekman in goals, who's a really good keeper, but I don't think that it's tight defensively as some of the other teams. There, uh, you get Nickerson, who <laughs> is an interesting player.
1: That's <laughs> one word to describe him.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he's always involved in something. Uh, but I just I don't see Milton Keynes getting anything there. Although again they've got some good individual players: Doucette Vero, Paul, kind of, yeah, uh, Kevin King as well. Good individual players, but I see them more as a sort of Bash Street Kids makeup of good players, but not so much <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Because I think I can see like clan as a team, but just not not get any or not get enough really good players.
1: Yeah, I think you're I think probably that's
0: part of the problem. You know, yeah. there's no, you can't ever say that the commitment and stuff's not there. I don't really think it's just sometimes lacking a wee bit of something in in places. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go Manchester there. Same with you? Yeah,
1: I'll take Manchester as well. I just can't see Malcolm Keynes getting anything.
0: Nah, it's uh, it's a bit like Party Thistle playing away from home.
1: That's true, or even at home. Yeah. Or at home, yeah. Can't really see them taking anything. So.
0: Nah. Um, next up, we've got Nottingham playing Cardiff. That's a top of the bill pay per view. Game that if that was at the start of the year when Nottingham were absolutely flying, it's a tough one. But they've totally fallen away. I think something doing their usual. They seem to struggle over Christmas and then kind of fall away.
1: Something's definitely going on behind the scenes there. I don't know if they've maybe signed Chris Bruton or something, but um, something definitely doesn't seem right.
0: Yep, I think. Cardiff are definitely heavy favourites for that, even in Nottingham at the moment.
1: Yeah, I would I would I would agree with that as well, I think.
0: Um Cardiff flying, good team, know how to win. So don't see don't see how Nottingham are gonna win that, but you never know. Fife will be hoping. Fife will be hoping so. Yeah. No, that's true. Um Belfast again, Coventry. Second part of the double header.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just think like three games in three days is is a lot. Although you're playing two games against Belfast, um, but you know there's just there's always that possibly that thought at the back of their minds. That they've still got to travel.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do the you conserve the energy. Um, do you?
1: yeah so it's it's going to be difficult I don't know if I, I don't think they'll split the games but I think maybe possibly one of them might go to overtime yeah, um, maybe
0: so yeah
1: I'll take I'll take Belfast for that one um, in overtime
0: yeah I think I think Belfast will win in regulation there I think they're just too strong at home but you never know Uh Final game there is Fife against Dundee. Now obviously, as has been said, I would I would like Dundee to win that one. Fife at home though. That's, I mean at the moment, Fife are uh, looking at the table in terms of league. Fife are just under 0.75 win percentage. Which is only buried by Cardiff. That's unbelievable, really. Yeah, I mean, uncharted territory for for uh. For Fife. Yeah, they've put together a really good team, um, and with these injuries, uh, even though they've done quite well at this the start of this year, I think Fife might just be too strong at home for them. I believe that actually Dundee are one of the only teams to take points off Fife in the conference. I think they beat them in Dundee at one point, but okay. in Fife, in Fife, I don't, I don't really see that. But just having a look at the uh, the kind
1: of stats here, although like obviously Fife have not played as many games as as any other team in the league, but they've only lost eight in regulation. Um, that's just kind of, I mean, they deserve to be where they are, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I can't really see past five again.
0: Yep, I would say so. So we've got. Out of those on the Friday and Saturday, we've got, uh, one to. Six out of the seven, home wins the only exception being Cardiff, so we'll see how that turns out.
1: Yeah, well, we both kind of, well, we split the sheffield Guildford game, so I'm sticking with Guildford.
0: Yeah, okay, we'll come back to that one next week or whenever we cover it. (laughs) Next year. (laughs) Next year, yeah, yeah. One a year. (laughs) One a year. I guess, just quickly skim, we've talked a bit about the teams, so just quickly skim Sunday's Fixtures Yep Coventry Coventry at home to Manchester That's that's a tricky one uh, Yeah uh, It's their third of the weekend though. It's their third
1: of the weekend um, they will be travelling back and stuff but um, uh, yeah. at home I guess um, I just
0: this one I'm I'm finding it difficult to call this one Um, That's a difficult call if I had a gun to my head, I think I would pick Manchester, but... Yeah. Uh,
1: just with because of the 3-3 three three thing. Yeah, true. I think maybe... Because but, I'm taking Belfast, previous two games, um, I think they'll be looking to get some connect kind of points over the weekend, so I'll take Coventry in that one.
0: Yep. No, that's, that's fair enough. It'd be probably the least surprising if Coventry won. out of the three games that they're playing I would say Uh, Milton Keynes against Nottingham Nottingham obviously as we said struggling and away from home, Milton Keynes pretty strong at home, that'll be close, could be an overtime or penalties effort because Nottingham aren't as solid as they used to be
1: Yeah, I agree with that Um, again it's a difficult one to call Oh,
0: probably. I'm going to take Nottingham, though. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go Milton Keynes just because keep it interesting. Yeah. 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 Guilford against Belfast. It's another tough one. Belfast doing really well. Guilford at home. I think I'll pick just just Belfast due to recent form, but could be an overtime. And wouldn't be a surprise if Guildford uh, got something from that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be controversial again. Go for Guildford. Um, no real reasoning behind it, really. I'm just kind of. They're at home, I guess. Uh, that's something at least, but I just fancy Guildford in that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Edinburgh, home to Sheffield. <laughs> you would. Probably normally pick Sheffield, Ooh. and I still would pick Sheffield. There we go, because I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Edinburgh obviously won their first game in ages at home recently, but I don't really remember maybe once or twice in recent years. But Sheffield always seem to do pretty well up there. Mm-hmm. It's because they're. Quite a deep
1: team. Did Edinburgh not beat Sheffield in Sheffield this year? Am I right in saying that?
0: Uh, I'm not sure about this year. Maybe. I'll get on it. Uh, this, I certainly do remember in the past when they had, it two years ago when they had Ryan Hayes, who scored a thousand goals in his first couple of games. Uh, they won down Sheffield then, but for me for me, Sheffield's gonna win that, to be honest, but it's True. difficult. It's it's never easy to travel there but I suppose it's the same as travelling to Clan or Fife or whatever on a Sunday night, but that's what they do, they're used to it. So I'm gonna go Sheffield there.
1: Yeah, I go Sheffield as well. Um I think Edinburgh kinda players have been coming and going and they're Kinda of signing a lot. Oh, well, they're, they're kind of they're signing a few kind of new players and stuff. Um, I just don't see them gelling for that. Um, I think Sheffield are too
0: strong. Yeah. new keeper who played a good game against Manchester. Uh, so he's improved things, but I don't know. As I said, I think Sheffield are way too strong. Um. Last non clan fixture is top of the table clash. Technically, Fife travelling to Cardiff. Now, yeah, I'm pretty sure last time Fife played there, were they not five one down? Came back to win. Is that right? I think oh, so. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. I think so. So they know they can win there, but. I think Cardiff being Cardiff might just be too strong Uh, and that's quite a big game already at this point of the season in terms of the league. Yeah. A four-pointer. Yeah. No, definitely. Um,
1: I just can't see anything other than a Cardiff one, really.
0: Um, Yeah. I think if Fife won there again, it would be that could go to overtime, though. Yeah, it could absolutely. I think it could. I think if they win again, it'd be there, just as good, if not better, than the the comeback win. To be honest. Yeah. Given that everybody now knows about them in terms of how good a team they're, mm-hmm. not that that was a bad result to come back from five-one down, but. No, they are taking teams by surprise at that point. I think now, everyone's aware of the fact that they're right up there and they've obviously like, the conference yeah. fixture thing as well. Which... I think they've definitely
1: been kind of taken a, a bit more seriously this year. Um, but I mean, as is the way with Gardner conference teams, um, they don't seem to be in, in the eyes of the league.
0: Yeah, exactly. Probably
1: right. So. Yeah.
0: so Cardiff there for that one, I think, to round up the fixtures.
1: Yeah agreed Cardiff Cardiff in overtime
0: So I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover (sighs) 45 minutes on that Yeah Yeah. wee bit of the football fixture coverage I suppose Uh, also some other football news the notable thing was the the referee (laughs) kicking out at the player that he just stripped up in France, yeah, French
1: game um, between Nantes and uh, PSG. Uh, I couldn't help but think that when it happened, like, just imagine if it happened, and the referee had done it to either a Celtic
0: player or a Rangers player. Just that, just absolute. Yeah. So did, did did the did the player get sent off for a second yellow, or was that late? In the uh, game?
1: No, I think I think he sent him off there. Might be wrong, right? Um, obviously, I mean, I've, I've seen the clip <laughs> kind of lashing out, but didn't see what the aftermath was.
0: Yeah, if he did, did that here, there'd be a certain Clyde one uh, phone in would be worth listening to on the Monday,
1: or maybe we'll be bigger than that one day.
0: Absolutely, what's the stoppers, but yeah, no, that would be a controversial moment. They <laughs> also had a usage of the video assistant referee first time overturning a decision I saw that in the Leicester against Fleetwood game I don't know, did you see that?
1: Yeah, I have um, i didn't see it at the time but I've seen the goal and my initial reaction was that it was offside as well um, and then obviously you get the what are they, the parallel lines or whatever? Ah, oh, the grid
0: lines Yeah, um, to kind of indicate that he was onside so Yeah, I think one of the main things will be kind of keeping it interesting for people watching and explaining what's actually going on. Because I don't think somebody, some the referee holding his earpiece, is a big enough indication that they're using VAR. Yeah, true. Yeah,
1: need a perhaps maybe they could get like I don't know the Black Eyed Peas could come out and play a song or something.
0: Yeah, some sort of entertainment. Certainly showing it on a screen would be a bit controversial. Yeah. I think, but yeah, something more something more interesting to let people know it's happening and how long it'll take. take, because it's obviously only a certain subset of things that they use it for. Uh yeah. You know, goals, all goals, uh penalties given or not given. Yeah. Red cards, and I think the other one's mistaken identity. Right, okay. So it'll be interesting to see how that yeah works, because uh, I know they've been, been kind of using it in
1: German football, haven't they?
0: Yeah, in Italian football, they've used it. Yeah, this season as well. I think um,
1: I'm I'm kind of I'm all for it. I think um, I know a lot of people don't like to see it, the game stop for any sort of length of time, but um, if it's going to help kind of cut out sort human error or um, there's diving, then you know I'm I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to put phone ins out of business because people have got less to moan about. That's true. Maybe but I suppose maybe they'll just moan about the the technology itself and how that's wrong and how it's slow and how it's getting used.
1: That's true. I mean, you know, Scottish football fans are always something to moan about, so
0: yeah. But no, so that will be interesting. They're not. It's not something that they're. Going to have in Scotland, I don't think for a while, is it?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I can't. I can't see it. You know, just kind of in a game between Comarnot and Partick Thistle, or whatever. Um, I just
0: certainly not Thistle, anyway. Certainly not. Don't think we'd use it there. Uh,
1: but we'll be relegated this season anyway. But I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, just on that point, we've got obviously our good friend Kevin Bell, who will look to get on this at one point and. Through all things, all things JAGS,
1: all things JAGS, and probably just kind of football in general, I guess.
0: Yeah, football, the royal family. The royal family, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we so we do a, a regular kind of pub quiz thing every Monday, and uh, and Kevin's one of his specialist subjects is, is definitely the royal family. I think everyone agrees with that. <laughs>
1: Whether he wants to admit it or not, is definitely knows more about it than anyone other <laughs> firm.
0: Yeah, and seems to enjoy knowing about it as well. Yeah, he's so he's a sly enjoyment out of it. Yeah, he does. He likes it. He um, he also brings in. He's got a calendar which has a football question a day, and he likes to he likes to bring the questions down every week to Tim Barris. Embarrasses with our knowledge
1: yeah <laughs> there's so, yeah, a certain level of embarrassment there
0: yeah it's yeah. but also a couple of the, just touching on the Scottish stuff for this episode it's the fourth round of the cup weekend yep obviously the big fixture of interest is Celtic home to Brecon
1: well you would think that Sam but um Actually, Fraserburgh versus Rangers is the one that's been shown on the BBC. Is it really? And when is that? That's uh Sunday. It's at twelve o'clock kick off.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Um. So I mean, <laughs> can't imagine why that was picked,
0: but um.
1: Uh. Obviously, the,
0: their form going into that with the the recent Florida Cup exploits, you'd have to put them as favourites. <laughs>
1: Well true, but I mean I don't know how Fraserbrough would have done in the Florida Cup had they played in it Um, so I don't know did they
0: they even win it Rangers? I don't know I'd have to bring up the table but (laughs) there's stuff going around about a Mickey Mouse trophy Uh, hold on a a literal Mickey Mouse trophy they've obviously got a couple of new signings Rangers so they'll be looking to cement that third place (laughs)
1: yeah I think that's
0: that's the goal really isn't it Um, well you're looking that up I suppose a couple other fixtures would fancy Celtic to beat Breakin yeah I would say so Um, Aberdeen to beat St Mirren
1: yeah I think that's that's kind of that's a bit of an interesting tie that one yeah obviously there's cup shocks every year so I wouldn't be surprised if St Mirren actually Actually, be Aberdeen there, but I would still, I would still pick Aberdeen. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Other notable ones. You've obviously got a certain Michael Maloney who have interest in Dundee United away at Aloa yeah. yeah. And then also probably notably, Patrick Thistle, and away at Queen of the South. <sighs> Um I think you've got a fancy Queen of the South there. Yeah,
1: no, I, I would <laughs> I would definitely go with Queen of the South, I think. I just can't Thistle are struggling this season, you know. Um Just fancy a wee we upset there? I guess if you want to call it an upset.
0: <laughs> they uh they usually pick up around about this time though. Part at thistle and then after the split that's where all goes wrong but we'll see I suppose well they, we'll wait
1: they keep... did um, they did beat um, Shanghai Shenzhen I don't know is that right yeah yeah Thistle beat them 2-1 I believe um, according to Kev anyway playing the Red Demba Ba scored a, a late goal
0: unfortunately nobody else knows about that so we'll need to get them on to that's true to prove it really it didn't happen until until we see proof really
1: yeah sorry I'm just looking at this Florida Cup thing on Wikipedia I can't like there's no mention of any of this year's winners right
0: maybe it just didn't happen
1: I think so or maybe it wasn't just maybe it wasn't the actual Florida Cup maybe it was just some sort of tribute act
0: yeah yeah exactly who knows but uh, yeah, so I, I suppose in terms of sport and coverage we'll look to do a bit of the Scottish stuff every time we do one of these and clan stuff with not on a fair bit about clan there. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Or about about the ice hockey, but that's one of the main things. Um we'll get different different people on to talk about stuff. Yeah. I
1: think we'll have like a main kind of section where um, we'll kind of talk predominantly about that subject and then kind of touch on other things um, related to sport. Yep. Uh,
0: And then possibly
1: other things as well.
0: Yeah. So just kind of relatively rounding off in terms of subjects, we've got... um, a game show that we we came up with um, (laughs) and this will be a theme I suppose running through different shows if we keep it going Um, and the game show is called Height of Nonsense Yeah, and it's I don't know what channel we had it broadcast on but I mean what was the general idea of it?
1: I think it will be probably broadcast on Challenge maybe in like 20 years or so (laughs) Right. Um the sort uh predominant theme is basically guessing the height and <laughs> sounds it sounds stupid even just kinda of explaining it, but uh basically guessing the height and feet of particular celebrities.
0: Yep. Is that- and it's specific I think specifically to feet was part of it. Specifically to feet. Right, okay. Potentially, I don't know. But uh, uh, that was one of the things that we came up with. So you've got a kind of criminal gallery style round, uh, as well as other things, all based around guessing guessing the height of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a cash prize, I suppose.
1: Yeah, a speedboat or something. It's definitely a, a, a work in progress anyway, as you can probably tell.
0: Yeah, so the idea is that if anybody ever listens to this, they can contact us with names of or ideas for for new game shows like The Height of Nonsense uh, and we'll see if we can get them on the telly.
1: Yeah, I think that's... A few, yeah. Make a
0: few phone calls see what
1: happens yeah head down to the bbc
0: yep absolutely so uh the last last wee bit i suppose can just be any other business kind of things um we've got the weather at the moment i suppose could come under this topic the snow yeah yeah how good how good how good the snow
1: is um I think it's kind of disappeared now, but um, definitely I've enjoyed it from, from the flat for the last two days and worked from home. It's, uh,
0: it's always a, an interesting topic of discussion. <laughs> and uh, everywhere you go, especially in Glasgow, you find, I think, the weather topics are right up there in terms of making chat.
1: In terms of small chat, if you're kind of,
0: I don't know. If you're struggling, if you're at the till, if you're at the checkout. If
1: you're struggling,
0: yeah. I think you go, I think you go weather. Taxis. Like income, income taxis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, like tax, like taxis, taxi drivers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a go-to topic. It's yeah. a big thing with them with the weather. So we'll have a section I suppose for other business. Uh, Aye. and then maybe even like a film and TV bit. Stuff yeah. you've watched it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, could do that.
0: Films, film reviews. For
1: example, The Great Showman. The Great Showman.
0: I give the Greatest Showman ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um it's the best film I've potentially ever seen. That is nonsense. Nah, of course. Of course, that is the height of nonsense. But uh, I thought it was great. Obviously, the, the best
1: film you've ever seen is The Phantom Menace.
0: The Phantom Menace, yeah. And of course, with The Phantom Menace, we thought that we would maybe dissect a wee bit of that film. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just because it's a sort of running theme in terms of stuff that we always talk about, yeah, Star Wars, um, and how it's probably the best, the best out of the films, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, basically,
1: if 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 everyone who does listen to this hasn't turned off already, they probably will
0: do you now. They probably will do now. So, we'll just go to the, uh, briefly, the Star Wars Episode 1 section. (laughs) Uh, you got a drop
1: for that? Is there a sound clip?
0: There's not a proper sound clip at the moment, but I can play the drums, kind of like... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Kind of like that. Uh, So, today's Star Wars Episode 1 topic, I could leave it open for you to set it. Um, but if we're talking chronologically, you could be looking at <laughs> uh, the whole the whole, opening, the whole opening credits, the whole opening <laughs> scene. The whole opening scene. I think we could probably talk about that for years. It could have its own, its own podcast.
1: Yeah, probably could. Save that for the opening scene at Star Wars podcast.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. We'll get Star Wars experts on to talk about that as well indeed um,
1: what specifically about the, f- the final menace do you want to discuss then uh, do you probably do you want to s- discuss a character
0: or a line even well so the line that I would pick up on mostly is the the uh the, the fact that there was no need to report anything <laughs> until there was something to report yeah <laughs> it's definitely a good one to start on that to me is one of the best pieces of dialogues dialogue ever written I uh, couldn't agree more um, I think it's said by is it Newt Gunry yeah yeah As it a... it. or uh, or what is pal whatever this pal's name is oh. Nah. but uh, no, nah, it's just totally nonsense in terms of filling, filling the gaps. Didn't even need to be there. Don't really get it.
1: No need to report that to him until we have something to report. I believe that's the Not the, the official line. The official line, um, and really, why it was there is kind of anyone's
0: guess, pretty much. It's almost as if they've written the script and then recorded the dialogue twice and accidentally <laughs> edited it together. I hope they'll be
1: and not noticed.
0: Hope there'll be none of
1: that for this podcast. No, absolutely not. Hope there'll be none of that for this podcast.
0: It'll be crisp edited. Crisply edited. But no, so that that bit of dialogue in general, I'd give that about one out of ten. I think I it spoils. It spoils what is otherwise a fantastic opening opening scene.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, we could discuss the scene, but I don't know. Wait, are we are we going into a deep here too soon.
0: I think so. I think we uh, we can come back to that. <laughs> Just to have the topic introduced. Yeah. As it is. Um But I think I think we've got we've got one hour fifteen minutes of of audio there. Yeah. That
1: could be condensed down to a nice fourteen minutes.
0: Could be, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was pretty good fun. I think it when I mean, it's actually you hear the edited version, it'll sound like total nonsense. Yeah. But I suppose that is the whole point of two minutes for chatting. That's that is true. The sport bit is pretty serious. But when we get when we get into a flow of yeah. just other stuff, then yeah.
1: It's just pretty much a bit of sport, a bit of seriousness about sport. And then a bit of just absolute nonsense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think once we get get some guests on, uh, get some of them lined up. That'll be pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I'll open it up to the floor if if anyone is actually listening um, and they have any issues or new stories or um, perhaps what their favourite line in the Phantom Menace is um, to get in touch with us. Um, I haven't created a a Twitter account yet for for the podcast, but. I assume it'll be along the lines of two minutes for chatting. Yep. Exactly. So use your own initiative.
0: Yep, we'll try and make that available. uh, And hopefully get this up on social media, somehow. (laughs) Once we figure out the technology. Before it gets taken down. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll uh, round up there, I think. Yeah. I enjoyed that and uh, see what happens when we uh when we get it edited. Yeah. Sounds good. So till next time folks, I think I'll fade out with a wee bit of dramatic piano. See what this sounds like. Sounds <laughs> like the like, kinda the last ever podcast that
1: we'll
0: have. It does. maybe this will be it. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway signing out for episode 1